letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Friday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include keeping Minnesotans safe over the 4th of July holiday, several new laws go into effect starting Saturday, and some new and different career choices within state government. But we begin with local reaction to a flurry of U.S. Supreme Court decisions this week. WCCO's Al Shock begins our coverage. A U of M constitutional law professor says the Supreme Court ruling allowing a web designer to refuse to work with same-sex couples opens a door. A pretty big door, I would say. The ruling deals a major blow to gay rights was announced this morning, and Jill Hasday told WCCO's Adam Carter it's unclear what this will lead to. Let's be uh, frank about it. There will be follow-up suits ex- attempting to extend this mm-hmm. precedent beyond things like websites. And it's just an open question how far it will extend. A similar challenge before the Supreme Court in 2018 protected gay rights. Hasday says the difference is that the high court is now conservative-leaning. She also says Justice Antonine Kennedy, who was a champion for same-sex rights, is no longer on the court. The Supreme Court has also ruled that the Biden administration overstepped its authority in trying to cancel or reduce student loan debts for millions of Americans. The 6-3 decision with conservative justices in the majority leaves borrowers on the hook for repayments that are expected to resume by late summer. CBS legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum has more on the decision. The Supreme Court could have disposed of this case on procedural grounds, and many court watchers believe that was exactly how this case would end up, simply dismissed. But student loan forgiveness is a huge public policy commitment, one that this Supreme Court obviously believed was not something that could be undertaken by the executive branch without congressional approval. I'm Steve Simpson. Already this week, of course, they've released important decisions on other issues, including voting and religious rights in yesterday's 6-3 to ruling on affirmative action. Reaction to that ruling from Cynthia Wilson, the head of the Minneapolis chapter of the NAACP. I wouldn't even say that I'm surprised, but just a little unsettled for what it does for affirmative action. Wilson says they'll continue to advocate on behalf of black and brown students to help them get into the schools of their choice. I don't believe that it's going to prevent black and brown students from um, still enrolling and being accepted at the at these universities. I think what it does now is it puts more of a magnifying glass on the opportunities that were created so that they can get into these institutions. The Supreme Court decision to strike down affirmative action will not affect students at Minnesota State Colleges and Universities. Minnesota's Higher Education Commissioner Dennis Olson was disappointed but not surprised to hear the high court overturned affirmative action. It's one that uh, colleges and universities in Minnesota, as well as I think across the nation, have been anticipating since really the question was brought before the Supreme Court initially. He says the department does not control admission decisions, but it does oversee the disbursement of financial aid. We'll continue to remain focused on uh, targeted financial aid programs uh, in particular, uh, those that serve low-income students, first-generation students, uh, students coming from American Indian communities and communities of color. Those, those certainly will remain. He added that it's very early days and they will look to the U.S. Department of Education in the days and weeks to follow for further guidance. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO.
Ramsey County and St. Paul leaders are detailing a new workforce development program for young adults. The Learn and Earn program is a partnership between the City of St. Paul, Ramsey County, and community-based organizations. Together, they're introducing individuals between 18 and 30 years old to opportunities within in-demand careers. Ramsey County Commissioner Rena Moran says the program's a big step for the region. These investments align with our county's strategic priority of intergenerational prosperity for racial and economic inclusion. And it aligns to our county's economic competitiveness and inclusion plan. Entrepreneurship, healthcare, and information technology are among the career fields that Earn and Learn program offers career preparation opportunities in. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. An important message from the state's top doctors as we head into the weekend. Leave the fireworks to the professionals. Dr. Will Nicholson, president of the Minnesota Medical Association. Our ER staff are working really hard already, and uh, we don't need to add uh, preventable injuries uh, to the work that they're doing. Nicholson says there were more than 11,000 injuries and nine deaths due to fireworks in the country last year. It's a big weekend in downtown Minneapolis with the Taste of Minnesota taking place for the first time in the city. Keeping everyone safe during the party is top of mind for former Minneapolis police officer Scott Gerlicher, who is now the director of security for Taste of Minnesota. He says they will have more than 100 police officers and other security guards working the event. But that's not just inside the festival, that's also in the area surrounding the festival itself. He says people can expect to go through a screening device to get into the area. He knows about handling big security events as well as he worked the Super Bowl, Final Four, and All-Star Game, and he's confident that it will go smoothly. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. A raft of new laws takes effect starting Saturday in Minnesota. 16 pages of them, which is twice as many as took effect a year ago on July 1st. These are laws that were signed by Governor Walls after they passed in the recent legislative session in the House and Senate, which are both controlled by Democrats. Going into effect tomorrow, limits on the ability for judges to issue no-knock warrants, protections on prescription drug costs, 32 weeks of mental health treatment for first responders, additional funding for rural broadband access, and extending background checks for private firearms purchases. And there's more where that came from. A number of new laws will not take effect until August, including the new recreational marijuana law. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. There's a new job posting for a new state leadership position. The application process is now open for the post of running Minnesota's new Office of Cannabis Management. The process closes in a month and state officials plan to make a hire in the fall. The person who gets the job will build the new state agency and play a leadership role in establishing and regulating Minnesota's adult-use cannabis market. Governor Walls last month signed the law that makes Minnesota the 23rd state to legalize recreational marijuana. The law goes into effect August the 1st. Al Schock, Newstalk 830, WCCO. Department of Public Safety announcing another crackdown on speeding. Extra troopers will be out on the roads for the entire month of July, starting tomorrow. 46 people have been killed in crashes in Minnesota since Memorial Day. Extra patrols also on area lakes this weekend with Operation Dry Water. DNR Lieutenant Adam Block. We have zero tolerance for people operating boats or vehicles under the influence. If you make that choice, you won't get a warning nor a second chance. You'll be arrested, taken to jail, and have to face the heavy penalties that come with your decision. Public safety officials urging all boaters to stay dry on the water and then wait till they're back on shore to drink alcohol. All of Minneapolis's public beaches are back open. Earlier this week, Thomas Beach at Bidet McCoska and Lake Hiawatha Beach were closed because of high levels of E. coli. 
but testing yesterday is confirming that the water is once again safe. Steve Simpson. News Talk 830 WCCO. And with cannabis becoming legal in the state in just over a month, companies are preparing to get seeds to Minnesotans who are planning on growing the drug at home. Denise Thied with the Department of Agriculture says any company selling seed must have obtained their product from a labeler with a permit. These permits require testing on every lot of seed for its level of purity. Thied also says there's no limit to the amount of seed an individual or company can purchase, just like any other seed dispersed by the department. We expect this to just become part of our normal seed sales in Minnesota, where these companies would know where they can source the seed from and label it completely. Labelers can start applying for their permit July 1st. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. Minnesota is among the states that's part of the Missing or Murdered Indigenous Persons Regional Outreach Program. The Justice Department is placing 10 attorneys and coordinators in five designated regions. U.S. Attorney Andrew Luger says the additional resources here are a significant step towards strengthening their work with tribal communities. It'll include assisting in the investigations of unresolved cases and related crimes, as well as strengthening collaboration among federal, state, local, and tribal law enforcement. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. And I'm Mark Fry. Fourth of July celebrations over the next week in Minnesota come with a warning from the Minnesota DNR about fire risk. Karen Harrison's a statewide wildfire prevention specialist and says simple things like campfires can cause a whole lot of problems. If people are having a campfire, please keep it small. It should be three feet in diameter by three feet high or smaller in an established fire ring. And Oftentimes, those campfires, what we see causing a wildfire is when it's left unattended or it's not put out cold all the way. The DNR says humans are the cause of 98% of all wildfires in Minnesota. I'm Steve Simpson. A new report this morning released by the Health Department shows abortions in Minnesota increased 20% from 2021 to last year. That data shows there were 12,175 abortions last year. MDH officials say about half of the increase was among Minnesota residents, the other half from out-of-state residents. Nearly 60% took place through Planned Parenthood, 22% through independent physicians. Finally, it's a great weekend to get out and catch some concerts. If you're looking to enjoy some live music over the holiday weekend, the Twin Cities has plenty to offer. Tonight, American singer-songwriter Ava Max will be playing at the Varsity Theater. R&B songstress Erica Badu will be performing at the XL Energy Center. And reggae rock group Revolution has a show at the Palace Theater. Tomorrow, American rapper Nelly takes the stage at the Grand Casino Hinkley Amphitheater. Indie pop artist Zella Day plays at the Turf Club. And the Samuel John Band will be playing at CHS Field. Finally, on Sunday, the Music and Garden Festival kicks off at the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum. In Minneapolis, I'm Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.